Well, I have seen the lights of Memphis and the Commodore Hotel. Today is Little Feet, everybody. Hello and welcome to the Heart of Markness podcast. Yet another bonus episode, Classic Rock. I did not go with the Mike Millard tape this week. It is a 1988 Stevie Winwood, Steve Winwood concert. And uh, although Steve became a superstar, kind of flared for a, a, a couple of years as bright as Phil Collins in the 80s. But um, bring me a higher love. I don't want to cover that. <clears throat> I'm not a fan of the 80s. I lived through it, made it through alive. But um, Steve Winwood, if it was from the 70s or something like that, you got it. But 80s Steve Winwood, not not my cup of tea. So it's out there. You can find it if you want. It's on Dime. You can probably find it on Guitars 101, etc. But uh, I took a pass on that. I'm sure it's good. I'm sure the sound is amazing. But... um. Not my cup of tea. You know what my is my cup of tea? Little feet. I have been on a little bit of a little feet bender for the past couple weeks. Um, not as deep as I used to go, where I would like religiously serious faced hands steepled together in front of me with the headphones on, listen to every single piece of material for a band, and just store it in deep storage. In that weird spectrumy part of my brain where I still know that Otis Redding died on December 10th, 1967, and I will never forget that. Um, I don't do that anymore. I don't know why. But I did end up kind of downloading a great show from 75 that has very, very good sound. Um, it has very, very good sound, and it's a third generation copy from the master. And it still sounds great because they did the they did the uh, the dubbing properly and with good equipment. So there's not I mean there's still loss after three generations. There's loss, but it sounds great. I can only imagine how good the master recording is. Now, as I said, this is not a Mike Millard recording. This is actually a Wes Mayette recording. I'm not familiar with the gentleman, but apparently he was at the Beacon Theater in New York City on April nineteenth. 1975, just before 420. And uh, we have this wonderful high def recording. This is a 2496 high def recording, which probably helps capture a touch more of what was there on that third gen tape. It was transferred with a beautiful Nakamichi Dragon tape recorder, which is better than the one that Mike Millard used. So long story short it sounds very very good we're going to listen to a very very good band and little feet um did not i did not listen to much little feet growing up i think i was aware of the name but they were not on regular rotation on the boston radio stations that i listened to growing up it was a lot of hard rock it was a lot of zeppelin stones queen the who um and then the 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 horrible things like Journey and REO Speedwagon. But uh, not much Little Feet. So I didn't really grow up with them. I mean, I grew up in the 80s listening to 70s music because that's just what I imprinted on, I guess. So that's my way of saying that although I was aware of them, I did not really know much 
more than like Dixie Chicken for or Fat Man in the Bathtub um, for decades. And now I know more. I know that Waiting for Columbus is a badass live album. Maybe the best one out. My gosh, it's good. Uh, this is from 1975, a couple years before Waiting for Columbus, which is even more at the peak of Little Feet output, Lowell George output. Lowell George, uh, singer and guitarist for Little Feet, died in 1979. He kind of lived the John Belushi lifestyle. He was a big dude who got into the got into the drugs. Um Cocaine, heroin, all that became a really big dude and uh, and died of it in his 30s. But he was magnificent. His voice was amazing. His playing was good. His songs were great. Stage presence, wonderful. And Little Feet, the band, so fucking tight. It's like, it's like what do you get when you add, um, God, equal parts, Grateful Dead and Allman Brothers? You get little feet. And Lowell George actually produced Shakedown Street for the Dead. I found that out in my research about little feet. Good stuff. Yes, yes. All right, friendos. It is still in the a.m. here in Portland, Oregon. I haven't been awake for that long. I'm still on my first cup of coffee. And uh, hence the slight mellowness. Hence the throat clearing. And what else needs to be said? Beacon Theater, Little Feet. Let me give you the set list for this show in case you want it. This show will be available for download, the entire concert, on heartofmarkness.com, just for you if you like it. Okay, we've got 18 tracks. The band, Bill Payne, Paul Barrere, Lowell George, Sam Clayton, Richie Hayward, who played drums for Robert Plant in 1985, and Kenny Gradney. And the track lists are A, A, A Political Blues, Two Trains, On Your Way Down, Spanish Moon, Into Skin It Back, Into Fat Man in the Bathtub, Walking All Night, Rock and Roll Doctor, Oh, Atlanta, Cold, 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 Into Dixie Chicken, Into Tripe Face Boogie, Into Bag of Reds, Back Into Tripe Face Boogie. And then we got Willin, Teenage Nervous Breakdown, Sailing Shoes, and The Fan excellent show if you like the songs i'm going to play and i'm going to play the vanilla songs that are every song that i'm going to play is one of their hits so i'm not gonna i'm not confident enough to go deep cuts with this band yet i'm still uh i'm still at the neophyte stage of this so i'm not gonna like pass up the songs that i'm like i fucking love that song in order to get some deep cut when that may not be the right choice. So I'm sticking sticking to the main road here. So if you want these songs that aren't Dixie Chicken, Willin, and Fat Man in the Bathtub, download this show. Again, heartofmarkness.com. You should do it. You should do it. You should do it. Yeah. All right, friendos. You know what we should do? We should play the first song. What is that first song, Mr. Donahue? Well, I told you the three songs I'm going to play. Much in the same way that the great Orson Welles showed you who the bad guy was in touch of evil in the opening minute of the show yet it passed your attention because he was a masterful stage musician not stage magician not a stage musician stage magician and filmmaker 
that nobody noticed, even though it was right in front of your face. I'm going to play Fat Man in the Bathtub with the Blues. I said, Juanita. Great, 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 fun, tight band and really cool shit. Little Feet was born out of um, Frank Zappa and the Mothers, which is interesting. Lil George was uh, in Zappa's band a little bit briefly and um, learned a lot from Zappa, learned a lot from Zappa regarding work ethic and running a band. Little Feet was Lowell's band, and after his time with Zappa, he apparently was more of a, an authoritarian. Um, I don't know if that means he was an asshole or if he was just like, listen, this is my band, this is how we're doing it, um, which is Zappa. Zappa's very much like, this is what we're doing. You're in or you're out, but this is this is what's going on. Um, so I thought that was neato. A couple of the guys from Little Feet, or from uh, the Mothers, or Zappa's band, may not have been the Mothers, went with Lowell and formed the, uh, the, the nucleus of Little Feet. Little Feet sounds like a cartoon. Hey, Little Feet, get in here. All right, friendos, Fat Man in the Bathtub. Enjoy it. This is a great band. I am so happy that I rediscovered them and had enough wisdom to dive in and listen. Enjoy, friends. Fat Man in the Bathtub, April 19th, 1975. Beacon Theater, New York City. Heart of Markness.
Apologies for the abrupt transition. Uh, that's just how the track was cut. A lot of these live bands, uh, Lil Feet being one of them, just go from one song to another to another kind of fluidly. And uh, cuts have to be made. It happens in Zeppelin all the time, so y'all used to it. I just wanted to say sorry, because if you get into a groove and you're like, da-da-da-da-da-da, and then it's gone abruptly. It's like um, when you're climbing the stairs and you think there's one more and you, there isn't, and you do that stumble. So... <clears throat> didn't want you to stumble there. This was on the um, last record album tour from 75. Um, most of the cool 70s bands by 75 kind of hit their peak, Zeppelin included, creatively, and still put out albums with great tunes, but not necessarily albums that were great all the way through. Like Presence, for Zeppelin's case, has some great tunes, and a lot of folks love it, but in my mind and opinion, it's an album with a, a, some great tunes on it and some clunkers, and it's not something that I listen to start to finish uh, like I do, say, Physical Graffiti or Zeppelin 2 or Zeppelin 3 or Zeppelin 4 or Houses of the Holy, etc. Same thing with The Who. I mean, they come screaming into the 70s over the cusp of the 60s and 70s. You know, Tommy, who's next? Quadrophenia, unbelievably good output. And then you get uh, Who by Numbers. Great album. Is it on the same level as Who's Next, Tommy, and Quadrophenia? Not in my opinion. It's got some really good songs on it. It has some that you can just miss out on. Who Are You? Even more so, in my opinion. Um, the songs that are good are great. They're great Who songs. The songs that are not great, uh. so that's kind of just what happened. I think it's just uh, the zeitgeist and the the consequence of partying, going from taking acid and smoking grass, man, and drinking beers, to pills and cocaine and heroin and hard liquor and all night every night wearing you down as you're getting older and partying like that you know you can handle partying like that when you're 20 way better than you can handle partying like that when you're 30 or 40 when it just gets sad and chronic or like John Entwistle who was like I'll just do a little cocaine and bang, bang this groupie um, even though I'm in my 50s and oops I died unfortunate and Richie Hayward, same kind of thing. Although he wasn't uh, old, he still uh, partied too hard, did too much, and died way too soon. Anywho, what was the point of that? Wool gathering. Actually, all of that was just me babbling <laughs> while I scratched my beard, and I found a, just a little itchy part on my jawline that was so good to scratch that that was all just things that my brain put out of my mouth while I enjoyed the scratch like a kitty cat does. So I don't know what I said. Hope it made sense. Oh, stuff he knows. What's going on there? Allergies. That's the game in uh, in Oregon because now it's just wet until April. And is it is it allergies because of mold and mildew sporing or is it COVID? Is it just a cold? Who knows? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter to you, that's for sure. All right, friendos, sorry. Wool gathering. So here we go. This is a good one. Well, the other one was a good one, too. 
Dixie Chicken. Everybody loves some Dixie Chicken. Such a good line. And Lil' George loves his voice, man. Rougher live. It's rougher voice live. It's more... But uh, smooth as butter on the albums. Dixie Chicken, y'all. You see the bright lights of Memphis and the Commodore Hotel? Well, let's see. Okay, Freddos. Again, uh, April 19th, 1975. Here you go.
again. I apologize for the abrupt transition. They went right into Bag of Reds, I think, or Tribe Face Boogie. Uh, Bag of Reds and then into Tribe Face Boogie. And I was going to throw it in there, but it's like another 20 minutes. And uh, I don't want to have... I didn't want to. So... You can get the rest of that on the, as I said, free recording that you can get on Heart of Markness. I got this for free. You get this for free. That's how this whole live music thing works. That's why it's cool. The fact that 45 years ago, some dude went through the trouble of getting the right equipment and learning how to capture a great sounding recording of a live concert and then preserve it for almost half a fucking century to get to a point where there are other people who then convert it to digital and then make a, a torrent out of it, share it via BitTorrent, share it via the world, and now it's out there, and then I grabbed it, and now I'm promoting it via podcasting, reaching people that it wouldn't have reached. And then now you can go to Heart of Markness and grab it, and it's all thanks to this chain of altruism in the community and this whole whole concept that live music is worth preserving and worth sharing. If you like this, get their live album, Waiting for Columbus, or just listen to it on Spotify, man. Great, great stuff. Great, great stuff. Great, great band. Love live music. I evangelize. We know you say this all the time. I know, and I'm going to continue saying it all the time because that's what evangelizing is. Say it all the time until you get kicked out. Um, I got one more song for you. But let's do all the bullshit first. Yay! And by bullshit, I mean the podcast stuff that's just part and parcel of the podcast process. Alliteration as well. All right, friendos, I am on Twitter, I am on Facebook, and I am on YouTube, all under Heart of Markness. Um, And all of those places on Facebook, it's a Heart of Markness group. And it's a nice little group to be in. In fact, uh, someone said this week that they liked the group. Like, this is a great little group. I like this. So avail yourself of that resource. Bunch of good people in there. About 100 folks who are really, really nice on Facebook, Twitter, Heart of Markness. Uh, Heart of Markness. Follow me on Twitter uh, if you want, if you're on Twitter. YouTube, all the podcasts. Led Zeppelin so far. Just about all the Led Zeppelin podcasts are on YouTube except for like the first six or seven, and I'm doing them onesie twosie and uh, the new ones as they come up. Uh, again, that's the Heart of Markness channel. And uh, if you like what I do and you like how I do it and you want to be part of it, uh, take a look at patreon.com slash heart of Markness, uh, where you can uh, you are welcome to and invited to help support the show, pay for the hosting, pay for the cloud hosting, pay for the website hosting, etc. Um, and one of the benefits, aside from getting your own podcast every month and access to the cloud drive where all these shows are stored uh, and some that aren't even I haven't even covered, uh, you get your name read every week on every podcast, unless I'm super, super high, which I do get sometimes because weed is legal here and uh, possibly embarrassing, in which case I won't say your name. This is not the case because it's not even noon yet. So a laurel and hearty handshake to the Titans upon whose shoulders rests the Heart of Markness podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Deep with gratitude for Chris 
Michael, Rob from Melbourne, Australia, Wayne, Brad, Danielle, Tracy, who texted me last night, David, Peter, who always shares the podcast on Facebook. Thank you, Peter. Mark, other David, Bonzo, Billy, and Mimo. Thank you all, friends, and they are friends, for making my life better, for helping me do this thing that I love to do, showing me that I can do it, (laughs) bearing with me as I went from having a shitty little mic and a shitty little recorder and a shitty little attitude to uh, a semi-professional, reliable podcast. Man, I used to go months, months between episodes when I first started. Now, every week like clockwork, I rely on it. It helps me, actually. It helps keeps me on the rails. Because it's like, oh, I have a podcast to do instead of like, fuck it. I'll do it whenever I want. Now it's like, no, I have a podcast to do. So, yay. Thank you, everybody. And uh, now that that's over with... Oh, and if you want to um, if you want to help the podcast without throwing money at me, which I can understand, um, share, 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 share. Tell folks about it. Ooh, who's that? Oh, my goodness. Um, if, if, if we're Twitter friends, retweet the podcast. That means your followers get to see it, too. That genuinely helps. Leave me a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. If you're listening to it on YouTube, leave a little comment. Give a little thumbs up. If you're listening to it on iTunes. Leave a little rating. That stuff really helps. Gets me in front of more people. And that's the whole idea. So that one day I can become rich and famous like those internet people and then become a shallow piece of shit and die. So uh, help me reach that goal. No, no, no. I just love doing this. And I see value in it. And since I've done this, I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I, I can't be the first person on earth who was like, you know what I should do? I should play bootlegs and then uh, talk about the bands. I can't be the first person that has done that. But I think I was the first person who did that for Zeppelin. And uh, I like it. I like doing it. It seems to have value. And you guys seem to think it has value. So I'm going to keep doing it. Yay. And I love doing it. It makes my heart happy. Feels important to me. It feels significant with a capital S. So uh, thank you for that. Helping to uh, increase the meaning in life. So gracias, amigos and amigas. And one last song for the night. My favorite at the moment, Little Feet song. Willin. Such a good song. All right, friendos. Here's Willin from Little Feet. Still the same show, April 19th, 1975, Beacon Theater, where the Allman Brothers would take residency for years and years and years and years and years later on. All right, friendos, Willen. Thank you. 
One day I will um, learn more about Audacity and take the time to do proper fade-outs, like take the audio from the next track, which is just the continuation of the applause, and use like the next five seconds, seven seconds for a fade-out so it's not so jarring. Um, but otherwise, that was a great song, a great show, a great band. Little Feet was a great band. And... Um, they worked with and inspired so many greats. Bonnie Raitt, Emmy Lou Harris, Tower of Power Horns worked with them. Like I said, the aforementioned Grateful Dead, Lowell produced for them, and he must have jammed with them, I'm sure. And uh, again, the Zappa, coming from Zappa. Zappa is the highest, the toppest, the topmost of top shelf in musical quality. You have to be a virtuoso to play with Zappa literal virtuoso and um so shit 
I love these guys. I hope you love these guys too. Sorry I didn't do Steve Winwood, but that 80s pop stuff is not for me, man. I'm sorry. Um, I will see you next Thursday with more Zeppelin. And maybe there'll be something bonus between now and then, but I doubt it. All right, friendos, thank you so much. I got to stop calling you friendos. I don't know why I do that. I don't do that in any other facet of my life. So I got to figure out why that is. Like when I was listening to the earlier episodes, as I'm, I'm upping them on YouTube, I listened to stuff from a couple years ago or the single digit episodes where, you know, episode eight, episode nine and um, way more of a persona, way more. I mean, I swore a lot more as a crutch. No, what the fuck is this stupid man? Fuck this shit. Um, I don't know why there's more. I mean, I still swear, obviously, but I don't know. I guess it was insecurity trying to be cool, trying to be, I don't know, trying to copy Bill Burr probably. Um, he was the, he was the impetus for this podcast. Cause if he can just get on twice a week and get millions of people to listen to him, just fucking wing it and rant and talk about stuff like what the fuck is this thing? Why does my computer always, you know, whatever Bill Burr does and be funny. And I've listened to him for years doing just that fucking around, winging it, having an outline of things he wants to talk about, but it's him. So I was trying to do that and make this more like I love Mark. I'm going to listen to him. It's like having a buddy to hang out with on the couch, smoking weed and listening to tunes. And there is an aspect of that. But I also suspect that some people may actually be here for the music. So that's fine. That's what it's about. The music. Yeah. All right, friends. See, I didn't say friendos. I will talk to you next week. I hope you and yours are well. Be good to yourselves. Be good to each other. Very strange times. Very significant times. And uh, we'll get through it. All right, guys. Love you. Bye-bye.